Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets on Friday. It is 6 a.m. Central Time as I record here. May corn futures down two at 7.46 and a quarter. December corn down three and a quarter at 6.64 and a quarter. May soybeans down eight cents at 16.92 and three quarters. November beans are down seven at 14.86. May Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 10.79 and a half. May Kansas City wheat down six and a half at 10.88 and a half. May spring wheat down five at 10.77 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review if you have not already. If you are watching on YouTube, my goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. We're close to 4,500, so hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave me a comment. Like these videos. All of those things will help me to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send a ton of information out to my subscribers every single day. Morning emails been going out about 6 a.m. Central. All of my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info, daily subscriber-only videos, I did a video yesterday regarding the prospective plantings report and the December corn contract. Uh, what does December corn typically do on report day? What does it typically do uh, in the weeks following the report? I went through 10 years of data, tried to identify some sort of trend, talked about seasonal tendencies, all sorts of different stuff uh, surrounding this report, which will be out next week. So if you guys are interested in that sort of stuff, check out that premium subscription. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. Nobody's going to try to sell you anything else. Absolutely give that a shot. USDA released some updated drought data yesterday. So drought largely continues to linger across the U.S. plains, across the western corn belt, central corn belt in some areas. But some of these areas have seen rains recently. USDA said that 70% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought down from 73% the week prior. And that's a number that could fall a little bit further even uh, because there's a little bit more rain in the forecast. USDA indicates that 33% of U.S. corn areas, 23% of U.S. soybean areas, and 41% of U.S. spring wheat areas experiencing a drought. And and of course, most of that here in the Plains, Western Corn Belt, and a little bit of the Central Corn Belt. You look at the next seven days, and there's some rain coming for, uh, say, this eastern two-thirds of Oklahoma, Kansas, maybe the eastern third of Nebraska, and then a lot of the Central Corn Belt, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Ohio, uh, Minnesota, all of those places will see some rain here. Not heavy rains, but it, you know, an inch of rain, give or take, over the next seven days. Uh, areas in the south going to see a little bit uh, more rain. Uh, relative to that. So the drought situation uh, improving slightly in some areas, but but definitely still a concern as we approach the, uh, the spring uh, plantings here in the United States. Egypt is discussing wheat imports with the U.S., Argentina, India, and France. Uh, this is important because Egypt is typically one of the world's largest wheat importers, and they may be seeking some alternative sources given the Black Sea situation. Egypt had been, of course, heavily reliant on wheat from Russia and Ukraine. This is what the Egypt uh, supply minister said yesterday. There's no need for tenders right now, but we are planning for the entire year, so we are open to all possibilities and preparing backup plans. Uh, the minister said that talks had already begun 
with the U.S. and France, and that talks with Argentina would occur next week. So there's going to be a big shuffle in regard to uh, demand for wheat, globally speaking, uh, assuming that this situation in Ukraine is not resolved soon, and that does not appear uh, to be the case. Old crop corn and soybean sales declined last week. Old crop corn sales were down 29%. Uh, from their prior four-week average at 797,000. Old crop soybean sales just 412. That was down 70% from the prior four-week average. Old crop wheat sales were not good. What's interesting is that new crop wheat sales were good at 367,000. Your new crop wheat book, Commitments to U.S. New Crop Wheat Bushels, is now the best since 2011. So we may start to see a trend here, and it's very early to say that this is a trend, but we may start to see a trend of better demand for new crop U.S. wheat and that's something that you know I think the market has been betting on largely uh, given this big run-up in prices that we'd see some better demand somewhere and we're starting to see it a little bit in new crop and you got to remember it was back like 2013 or 2014 that that Russia really started to kind of overtake the U.S. as the world's biggest uh, wheat exporter and maybe this is a chance for the U.S. to kind of uh, regain its its status to some extent. We did see net cancellations of new crop soybeans uh, which is interesting because we had been seeing uh, very good sales. We still have the best uh, new crop soybean book on record, however. USDA did report a flash sale of old crop soybeans yesterday, 12 million bushels to unknown destinations. Uh, we've seen uh, quite a bit of this here recently. These are contra-seasonal. You're typically not seeing you know, these uh, sizable old crop sales this time of year, but you've got that very light South American crop, and I think that's the issue here. Crude oil futures fell yesterday. They're under a little bit of pressure here this morning. The U.S. and its allies are discussing an additional coordinated release of oil reserves in order to help tame prices. Earlier this month, IEA members, including the U.S., agreed to release 60 million barrels of oil reserves. Yesterday, the EU could not agree on a plan to boycott Russian crude oil. Uh, Europe is, of course, very heavily reliant on Russia for energy. There was also news reported uh, that that damaged pipeline in Kazakhstan uh, exports there may resume. Uh, In other energy news, just this morning, I think it was announced that the U.S. will work to supply uh, natural gas to EU markets this year. European countries attempting attempting to reduce reliance on uh, Russia in regard to energy, which I think is going to be very difficult to do. Uh, U.S. stock markets had a really nice run. The S&P 500 has rallied 8.6% from its low that was posted just on March 14th. So we've had a really nice uh, rebound in the stocks here, despite a lot of bearish news, including rising interest rates, record high gas prices, the war in Ukraine, uh, all of those things. But you know, the stock market in a lot of instances uh, will climb a wall of worry, as they say. Uh, Cattle market was higher yesterday, uh, just marginally higher. Cash cattle was mostly 138. The boxes were mixed. We do have a cattle on feed report after the close today. US dollar is lower headed cash open. The S&P is up 7.0. Points. Uh, the Dow's up 50. Bonds are off. Gold's off 12 bucks. Crude oil down $1.78 in the May WTI contract, 110.57. Have a great weekend, guys. I will talk to you Monday.